Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is very special, an African safari travel expert, Jeffrey Ward. He's founder of AfricanSafaris.com. So welcome, Jeffrey. Thanks for being here. Hey, Stacey. It's really, really good to be here, Jennings, today. Well, I think an African safari is something that a lot of people want to do. Like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. It's like so Indiana Jones-ish and whatever, whatever they want to do. They want to put on the safari clothes and the hat and go ride a lion, right? <laughs> but <laughs> it's real. Like, can you help someone ride a lion? I guess is my first question to you, but no, no I'm just kidding. Uh, but they're sca- they probably don't know where to start. So why don't we talk about uh, a starting point for people to not ride lions in the Sahara? Got it. Well, um, typically what happens is somebody gets a bee in their bonnet about wanting to go to Africa, wanting to go on a safari, wanting to see lions, wanting to see elephants, wanting to see zebras, um, and just spending time out there in the bush. And many, many times uh, folks like to do all of their travel planning themselves. Like they go to the internet, they go online to their favorite hotel website, um, and they plot out and plan their trip to someplace, say, northern Europe, which is very easy to do. There's lots of data out there. It's easy to put your trip together yourself. But then they start researching Africa and researching safaris, and there's so much information out there, and it's all really complicated, and they don't know where the countries are, and they don't know where the safari areas are, or do they want to go to a national park, or do they want to go to a private game reserve? There's just so much there that their heads are about to explode. And that's where we stay. In. We're a group of 15 experts based in New York and in Cape Town, and what we do is we help demystify the safari planning process. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's good because I think that people could probably get themselves in trouble if they try and do it on their own and don't know the good from the bad or the sketchy from the reputable, right? I mean, I'm sure just like with any travel that you have to be on the lookout for stuff like that, the, the, the things that might be the ripoffs. Right, right, and the, and there, look, there are there are uh, unreliable or um, not very reputable folks in the industry, as there are in any industries. But because this is all that we do, we know who our preferred partners are. We know that when you land at that airstrip in the Serengeti in Tanzania, there's going to be somebody there with a sign saying, you know, Stacy and family. Um, you know, welcome to the Serengeti, and you're going to be able to be escorted from your small plane and jump in that ranger's jeep, and you'll go off on your safari, and you'll end up at your lodge in good hands. You don't want to arrive in a place like that or like Nairobi International Airport without having all of your arrangements already booked. It's not like arriving here in New York at LaGuardia Airport where you walk out of the terminal and you get in the taxi lineup and you get in your cab and 20 minutes later with no traffic, you're in Manhattan. It's not that simple there. You need to have everything already prearranged. Mm, well, that I, would, I would see why, especially foreign place, weird place, you're not familiar. Um, so when, when should people, if they really want to do this, what is the best time of year to go um, in terms of 
money-wise, cost, cost savings, but then also in terms of experience-wise. And are those the, are those mm. the same times of year? Probably not. Well, it, 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 people often ask me and my team, hey, Jeff, hey, guys, what's the best time to go on safari? And my answer is always the best time for you to go on safari is when your vacation planning works most optimally. Mm -hmm. So if you have kids, it might be June, July, or August, simply because those are summer vacation months. Um, if you're a, a, a couple who's a bit older that maybe has grown kids and you're just going for, let's say, a 40th anniversary trip, maybe in the spring or the fall is a better time. No matter when you want to travel, there's always some place in Africa, either in East Africa or in Southern Africa, where you can go on a safari and have great experiences. Now, having said that, if you can travel not in June, July, August peak seasons or um, around this time of year, which is also peak season, there are some pricing advantages. If you're able to go, say, in March, April, May, or September, October, November, a lot of times there are specials out there that allow you to get a lot more bang for your safari buck. And how long should people plan to be – how long should they plan a trip for? I mean, I'm assuming you're not doing this on a weekend. <laughs> you know, right, you're not, right, right. You're not doing a quick I'm, weekend getaway to the, you know, to the Serengeti. So how long should people plan for? Do they need at least a week, or do you recommend even longer than that? I would recommend at least 10 days on the ground, which is going to create basically a 12 to 14 day trip. You're going to lose at least one night flying from North America over to your points in Africa, and you're going to lose one night coming home. So that's two nights right there that you're away. And I would say 10, 10 nights to 12 nights on the ground is a really, really good length of time to have the fully immersive experience. One of the other things that, that we recommend too is do two nights or three nights in each different safari location so as to really have a broader experience. So if you, let's say you don't see a leopard in your first safari camp. Um, you may see it in your second one. So what you're doing is you're hedging your bets that you're going to see as much game as possible, and I would say two or three different locations is the best way to do it. Now, do you recommend specific locations, and are there some are there some locations that might be a little bit more uh, adventurous, so possibly even verging on dangerous? If someone's really got that <laughs> adrenaline thing going on, I mean, I don't want to. You know, do they do night safaris? Sure, sure. So, so I would say, um, let's say, a lot of times we get an inquiry from somebody who wants to go to Africa for the first time, and they want to do. Um, I mean, everybody wants to have safety and comfort on their safaris, and we're not going to send any of our clients to any place that we think is unsafe or that we haven't been to ourselves. But let's say so for. The very first time to Africa, I think a really, really great trip would be go to South Africa. Start out in Cape Town. It's a beautiful city. Um, whenever you have mountains meeting the ocean, it's a stunning topography. Do three or four days there. Um, check out the scene. Um, go up to Table Mountain. Go out to Robben Island, which was Nelson Mandela's home for 20 years well, when he was imprisoned during the apartheid years. And then go out to the Kruger National Park. Go out to a couple of camps there, spend five or six days on safari, and have a, a really good experience. And then if you want some adventure, 
head up to Victoria Falls, which is on the Zambia and Zimbabwe and Botswana borders. And uh, there's some really fun, adventurous things there um, for the adrenaline junkies. There's bungee jumping. There's all whitewater rafting, things like that. If you have uh, if you have an interest in doing a more adventurous and more active safari in the country of Zambia, um, there's some really interesting walking safaris. And one of our favorite uh, lodge groups actually has a group of five lodges. And you can actually walk from lodge to lodge. So you'll spend two nights in one lodge. You'll go on traditional game drives in your Land Rovers, and you'll see all the big game. But also, when you move from your first lodge to your second lodge or your second lodge to the third lodge, you're actually walking through the bush with a very, very well-trained ranger and guide. And it's a very safe experience, but it's very adventurous. So you may actually encounter a herd of elephants right there, and you're completely coached on how to safely interact uh, with these herds and these animals. But that's something that I recommend for the more adventurous souls that want oh, to get yeah. out there. I mean, do they make you sign a waiver? Oh yeah, you sign a waiver everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, okay. every camp you go. I mean, I was I was on safari last week and I signed a waiver. Um, right. And that's not that's not to say that it's unsafe by any means. No, no, that was kind of almost that... meant to be facetious, actually. So. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, but the other thing too that's very important is we require all of our clients to purchase travel insurance, um, mm-hmm. simply because um, for the medical evacuation. I myself was on Botswana on a safari in Botswana about five years ago, and it was the camp was really dark because it was termite mating season, and if you had lights on at night in the camp, you had all these flying termites everywhere. You couldn't even open your mouth without getting a mouthful of flying termites. And um, I had gone back to my back to my tent, and I had to go down a flight of stairs, and the lights were turned off, and I completely misjudged the stairs, and I. Went down and I broke my ankle, um, and um, and I had left my flashlight back at the table at dinner. Um, of course but you, you know, yeah. but but it's those kinds of things that um, can happen to anybody when they're on vacation. I would actually say going on an African safari probably is 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 safer than being on the beach in Cancun. Um, you know, um, it, it's it's. Every all the staff are well trained. Um, the infrastructure is really, really, really solid, and it's a really fun, uh, safe, and exciting experience. Well, I'll tell you what, Jeff. I mean, this is making me want to go. So, well, when do you want to go, Stacy? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I know that all I need to do is visit AfricanSafaris.com, right, to right. figure it and out. And we'll have a very similar discussion like we're having right now. We'll figure out, do you want to go to East Africa? Do you want to go to Tanzania? Do you want to go to South Southern Africa? Right. Are you going on your honeymoon? You know, Or are you going to take the, the kids and the grandkids on that big multi-generational trip? Or yes. have you been saving up for years to take this big bucket list trip to celebrate your and your partner's retirement? Um, but these are all different kinds of trips that, that we put together. These are all the kinds of people that like to go on safari. 
Well, thank you so much for giving us a little peek into what it's like, what we need to know when you're booking an African safari. And I know you say that uh, you don't want anyone to be overwhelmed, that it's best to seek help from the experts who know Africa, who've been there. And uh, Jeffrey Ward and his uh, and his crew over at africansafaris.com can help you do that. So thank you so much, Jeff, for being here. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome, Stacy. And uh, anytime any of the Jennings team want to get to African Safari, I will be happy to personally show you guys around. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thank you. And this podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the National Publicity Firm, Annie Jennings PR, and the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that is just right for you. Until next time.